welcome to the Therapy Thursday Show. I am your host, Iyeye Ojele. Every week, I'll be having conversations on mental health, personal development, and all the small or big decisions we can take towards creating an epic change and becoming the best versions of ourselves possible. Sit tight, relax, and let us get right into it. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Therapy Thursday Show. I am your host, Ojele. If you're new here, hello. And if you're an OG listener or returning subscriber, what is up, you guys? Thank you so much for being the realest MVP. Thank you so much for being on this platform every week. I appreciate every single one of you. If you are an OG listener of the podcast, you know that right about now it is time for how you doing. Before we jump right into it, today on this episode, we have a special guest. And our guest this week is no stranger to the pod. He's been here so many times and you all love him on here. He's no other than entrepreneur extraordinary my friend and just a all-round amazing person Aritri Samuel Amalgao aka doctor of marketing doctor of writing I mean the, the titles are a lot they're a lot I, I keep losing track of the titles welcome to the pod Sam how you doing I'm doing very great it's nice to be on here <laughs> and it's wonderful so Get to talk to you again and to you that's listening right now thank you for coming in and um, just stick around there's so much to pick up on this episode give me these oh. actionable steps to go very well and do well, great thank you so much for um coming on the pod sam like we 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 love having you on here you know that we love tapping from your wealth of knowledge and just having you on here but sam you know right about now it's time for how you doing this is the safe space that we've created on the podcast where we take in a couple of seconds to check in with ourselves why because we discovered that we go on days on end checking in on other people knowing how they're feeling knowing how they're doing and we hardly ever check in with ourselves that said we've created a system on here on how we're going to check in with ourselves mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. But for you listening, you can decide to add any other aspect of your life. Just make sure that you're checking in with yourself in this time. I'm going to give you a couple of seconds to do that, and we'll be right back. Have you done that? Good. Every week... I remind I remind each and every one of us that it's important we check in with ourselves and we give ourselves the things that we need in the moment. So if you need a nap right now, please take one. If you need to go outside and feel the fresh air wherever you are, please do that because if you don't take care of yourself, who will? Who will? No one will. <laughs> so Sam, how are you doing mentally? What's going on? How's your week been? I'm doing a great mentally today, but like every day and every week in this world. 
Um, it has been all heb and flows. It has been up and down on the roller coaster ride, actually. The week has had its own strain. Projects that have been on have come up with deadlines, have come up with, of course, obstacles and limitations. Honestly, at times it has felt like I don't want to get out of bed to face the day, but each day I'm kicking, each day I'm trying to persist and just keep on continuing to try. Um, thinking even when you told me to come on here, I thought about giving out um, a free gift to everybody on the book about that will help them further plan their day and how they can organize their day to make more money and all that. But even creating that is still it's still work. It's it's going to be there for everyone that will listen to the end. But even doing that is still work. And I've been alright though. I've been alright. Just grinding, you know. You know, you you know what's going on, you know the stuff. <laughs> um it seems like there's been something in the air because I have had the you know the ebbs and flow. And like I said to you off 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 the pod, it's not it has not been ebbing and it hasn't been flowing. It hasn't been giving what it's meant to give all week. It's been a one of those difficult weeks. And um obviously um the pod wasn't on last week because and the flows. Um but the week mm-hmm. has just been, you know up down really roller coaster ride mentally and emotionally as well even physically i think the only thing that i'd literally be holding on to the last week is just my spirituality because the week has just not been up and down but it's just a test when things are up we enjoy them as much it, 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 it goes up and down so it's a testament to enjoy your up days really really take them in and really really enjoy them and i think the recurring theme to um, my week really has been regardless of what you're going through do not lose hope because i really felt that no matter you having the hope and the belief that things are going to be better for you is what's going to keep you going yeah i think about the days where i had had really really bad days and i thought like my god i will not be able to get out of this like will i be able to move on from this or will i be able to get out from this particular space that i am in currently but i'm on the other side now looking at situations that i thought like wow this is hard and i'm like oh my god i got over this but this is first for you out there i don't know i don't you might be going through something right now that feels like it's about to break you i just wanted to remind you that you're going to get to the other side. You will. It's going to seem very dark, but light is going to shine again. So hold on. Don't give up hope. Keep holding on to hope. This week is a very, very special week. And this episode is really, really special because if you have been following the series, you know that we are on the letter P. I mean, we've come a long way. So if you're here, kudos to you. I'm sure you've learned a lot. But now... When the letter P and it's not one of my f- most favorite words at all. It's um one thing <laughs> that I personally struggled with. I, I, I struggled and sometimes it's still a it's still a, it's still a struggle for me on it. Um and that's why I have invited expertise and his wealth of knowledge for us to have this conversation so if you're wondering what the topic of this week is it's p is for procrastination and it is ruining your productivity 
So before we jump into this week's episode, I want to remind you that although I know that you love listening and learning from the podcast, this should not be a substitute for a relationship with a mental health, licensed mental health professional. So now that we have gotten that out of the way, please do not forget to like, share, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell another friend it's happening on here do not forget to follow us on social media all the necessary links will be in the show notes of this week's episode i am so excited i can't wait to rush in and have this conversation so let's go do that for this episode like i like i said before i do not master procrastinator that anytime i do not like the word but but for one thing i wanted us to dive into first is what exactly is what exactly Mm -hmm. is procrastination and where do you think it stems from I wanted us to, before, there's a popular phrase that says, to be able to beat something, you have to understand it. I wanted us to attempt to go into the mind of a master procrastinator, i.e. me, and (laughs) unpack what is going on on there. I also wanted us to talk a bit of what might make people procrastinate. So first things first, what exactly is procrastination? Okay, procrastination is a monster that we all know personally. It's just that thing that happens here when something does not seem as though it's going to lead to immediate danger, immediate pain, immediate death. Your mm-hmm. mind shifts it and it just wants to go for instant gratification. So what do you do? You keep on pushing it. I want to do this thing today. I'm going to push it to tomorrow. And it's usually because I'm doing something else. I may not be as productive that it's not as helpful, but I just don't want to go through the work of the other thing. Procrastination is basically in its simplest form, just shifting stuff, shifting stuff until yesterday I'll do it, tomorrow now becomes 10 weeks and 10 years. And tomorrow never comes for a procrastinator. Tomorrow never comes. Tomorrow never comes. Tomorrow never, never, never comes. Um, in preparing for this, I was reading an article and I was able to spotlight certain things about understanding procrastination. And one thing that really blew my mind is the writer of this article talked about how most procrastinators are perfectionists. that most procrastinators are perfectionists and the idea that they would rather not start the tax than do the tax badly. Do you think this is true? They would rather not bother to start the tax with the idea that, oh, if I don't do it, if I don't put in my my very best in the tax, then I'd rather not do the tax at all. Do you think that perfectionism has something to do with procrastinating? I don't think so. I don't think that it's actually true that professionalism has something to do with procrastination. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. 
I just think that it does. The thing is, when you are trying to be perfect at something, you keep on setting up different, different criteria that you must meet. And then mm. you don't get it done. Me, I'm a firm believer in just starting. I start yeah. confused. In fact, I start knowing, I don't even know the next step exactly. I just know this step. You take this step, and when you've taken this step, the path opens up to you as you go. If you keep on waiting to figure out everything before you begin, sorry, <laughs> nobody has it all figured out. Facebook, as great as it was, did not even start as a company that was meant to connect the world. It started for students in Harvard, and then I think I should be Harvard, yes, Harvard, and then it started working there, and then before you know, connecting other intellectual communities, before it became connecting the world, and it grew into this very big thing that it is now. If you share all of the great persons, you see that they did not start having the full picture in mind. Nobody mm-hmm. really does. But when you take that one step, the next step opens up to you, and the next step opens up to you. It does not mean that you should not try to give your maximum or make it be optimal. It's just um, it's not that there's no perfect moment. There's just that now that you start. Mm-hmm. Start confused. And even if you don't get it right because you started wrong, you probably have the enough experience to start better the next time that you're starting. Mm-hmm. I hear that still. But for, for me, I agree with the article to some extent because I, alongside being a procrastinator, <laughs> I am a perfectionist, unfortunately so. And I tend to have the idea in my mind that, like you said, set up unreasonably high standards of how certain things should be. And if certain things don't look that way, then I'd rather not start. You know, it has to beat a certain standard. So some of the reasons why I procrastinate personally is the idea that I'm waiting for a perfect time. A perfect time to do it. I'm waiting for a perfect minute. I'm waiting for this perfect situation. And like you just explained, that there will never be a perfect time. The stars are not going to align in a certain way that is going to make everything perfect another thing that i wanted to discuss with you is the idea that procrastinators get a euphoria or a high from doing things last minute where do you think that comes from the last minute syndrome the idea that i can be able to churn in three thousand words in two nights in six hours now is a battle to win against all odds where do you think that comes from it's like uh, for examinations which we all go through many weeks before the exam comes first you are not ready the nights before the examination the week before the examination you are reading faster and harder than you have ever read in your life you are going through the pages you are knocking them down and all that. There's an adrenaline pump in that period. There's an eye. There's this feeling. But I really think it's a feeling that eventually actually drives people to actually procrastinate. What drives people to procrastinate is actually a lack of understanding of a couple of things. Mm. One would be that the truth is that this life is built on the fabric of work. It is built on the fabric of work. The most productive days, the days you're happy are the days you actually do your work. Mm. And the day that you actually wake up, when you wake up and you actually have a very difficult day, not just uselessly difficult, but the way you are going out in your life, you have a podcast episode to record, you record it, you have an assignment to submit, you submit it, you have a product to launch, you launch it, you have people to reach out to for social, so you reach out to them. Those are the days that you go to 
But True. because people make the mistake of thinking their brain is working for them, they fall into the ploy of the brain, which is this. Your brain ultimately does not really care about you in the sense that you think. Your brain cares about itself. And in caring for itself, it has to keep you alive because it has within your head. So your mm. brain keeps you alive because it needs you to actually be alive itself. But it does not care in what state it actually really keeps you alive. Because optimally, if you know that when you call your father and your mother, you have a better relationship. If you know that when you go to that assignment, you have better grades. If you know that when you read earlier, you, you will do those things. But your brain does not want to do those things because those are work mm. for your brain. And in the long, in, in, for it, that short-term pleasure makes more sense that long-term gain. So if we not want, if we want to watch the movie, if we want to stay in bed, and people start to walk in line with their brains, forgetting that your brain is not your friend, though. Wow. It's actually just, people just happen to be going the same way. It wants to stay alive, you want to stay alive, it has to stay alive with you there, and you cannot really function optimally without your brain, so let's work together. But it will ruin you, it will make you fatter, you're not going to do the exercise you're supposed to do, it does not care. It will make you have Fs and feeling great, and it does not care. It will make you broke and poor, and you're not able to launch your business you're supposed to launch, and it does not care because, in quotes, you are alive. Mm. Are you really alive in those moments? So people don't understand that work is what you need to do, constantly to actually feel better about yourself. They don't understand that their feelings are not things that you should let ultimately rule, rule your life. They don't mm. understand that your brain is actually your enemy. Then they now fall into that trap of procrastinating. Forgetting one of these principles are what just brings you there. And eventually what happens? It takes you down. It actually takes you down. Mm. I, hear, I hear that still. I hear that. The idea that your brain is like your brain wants to cuddle you all the time and you cannot yeah. cuddle it's just like a, a, a warm hug your brain would never want you to go out and do the work it's like oh it's raining don't go anywhere don't do anything just stay in bed <laughs> just stay in bed just reminded me of something one okay. of the things that the brain does not let you realize is that you have to work even on the days that you feel the most terrible are the days you need to work the most you have to show up every day whether you're feeling it or not, it's the consistency that makes the grace the great. Many days they are not feeling that pain. Many days don't feel like actually going out. In fact, there's a movie, there's this movie I love, it's called Rocky. I recently watched the game with my, with my girlfriend. And one thing about this is, one of the days where he goes out to walk and do his exercise, it's 4 a.m. in the morning, it's 4 bloody a.m. in the morning. He does not want to get up on that bed, the weather is cold. But he has to go out and do exercise. There are days where I was thinking recently about how I've loved the days where I come back from work, maybe I'm on call and I'm coming back to my room by like 11, maybe, or 10, and I sleep for like an hour, I wake up and I try and stay awake like four before going back to bed. I stress for those days, uh, those are the days that I really like it because I know that I put myself out to work despite not feeling like I want to work. Mm. So when you accept work as the way of the world, the fabric on which the world has become built, because everything you need to do requires work. You accept that. You realize that your feelings and your emotions and everything should not be ruling you because your brain is not your friend. And you realize that you have to show up and do the things you need to do, whether you are feeling them or not. You are already more than halfway to breaking your procrastination habit because you just get into stuff and you do them. And of course, the first principle that forget about perfection and just start moving. Mm. Another, another, another place I wanted to take this conversation to is do you think people procrastinate because of fear? I mean, we've had conversations um, containing all oh, the fear of failure, the fear of success. Do you think that p- 
people procrastinate because of fear? Sometimes there's a component of fear in it. Yeah. Sometimes there's fear that when you start doing it, you will not succeed. Sometimes there's fear that you cannot meet up to what is needed. But I don't think it's really the fear. If you think about it, a lot of the times that we don't do stuff, is it that we're really not scared about doing them, of doing them or what happens if we do them and we fail? It's not really that. There is that component. But most of the time, it's just because we've not really brought it to our mind that we must do these things. Mm. We've not really brought it to that notice. We've not realized that, okay, these are things that are now life and death for you. You've not made it a must-do. If it's not a must-do, it's easy to shift for Netflix. It's easy to shift for going out to your friend and sitting down and doing whatever. That is what really... The, the fear comes in sometimes. Sometimes some, for some things, yes, it's, it's the fear of failure. Okay, I'd rather not do this than do it and actually fail and fall flat off my face and all that kind of thing. And everybody will see me and laugh. There's that aspect for it. But no, most of the times, I don't think it's what's really the miss. Most of us know what we need to do. We, in fact, I argue that most of us know how to do the things that we really need to do. We just don't have the discipline to do them because we're not putting in enough time and enough work into the things we need to do. Going, going back up what you said, my next question would be, do you think that a procrastinator's biggest problem is the lack of motivation? Hmm. Do you think it is a motivation thing? Or no. do I the school of thought? Because I know certain people have the school of thought that you don't need motivation, that a lot <laughs> you just need to get up and do it. Do you think that a procrastinator's biggest issue is the lack of motivation? Okay, one of the... Um, back in 2017, 2016, I stumbled upon a video by Mel Robbins and she was mm. talking about the five, four, three, two, one technique where when I wake up in the morning and I open my eyes and I want to do something, instead of thinking about it, I just count down five, four, three, two, one, and I just move my body without thinking about it much. Yeah. And then later on, after picking up that technique and it has been helping me now, I stumbled on that video where she said motivation is garbage. Mm. <laughs> and I do get the idea, I do get it. But the, what these people are trying to say is that it's not really, motivation will not be there on all this. Motivation is not really what you need to actually achieve what you want. What you really need is just that consistency and that I do what I need to do. I do the hard things. I do the hard things that I need to do. Even if I'm not feeling them, even if they are, I just bring myself out and day in, day out, I fight and I ensure that I leave all I have on the field. So thinking about that, you realize that most people, it's not motivation they lack, is discipline, mm. consistency. You're talking about 17 weeks of building your poker. That's consistency. It's not easy to do that. It's not easy to do that. It's not that the person that did not start it does not have does not have motivation. It's that they may start it, but they don't have the, the discipline to follow through. They mm. don't have the consistency in what they are doing. So halfway in, they drop by. And they might drop by for various reasons. Maybe they're not seeing results. Maybe it's because, oh, it's becoming harder to meet up. Maybe mm. something's happening life and then they're not feeling the vibes anymore but the end point just becomes if you don't do the things you need to do to get where you need to get to you remain where you started from and yeah. even quite possibly difficult as this to be you can fall further down because when you don't do those things you're not falling into the cycle of feeling like you're a loser feeling mm. like you don't do things and that even drags you even further back than where you were and there are reasons for this Maybe you want to start a task and after doing stuff to break it down into small chunks so that you can achieve it, you are looking at the entire big task. 
So you can break it down into I, I let you just say something that is very simple. Your podcast, one podcast in a week, it's simple to do. One step at a time is not too difficult to make. But trying to make a million steps now that is a problem. Take one step at a time. So you break down your activities into simple, simple chunks. You have a roadmap for what you want to do. Okay, these are the things I need to do. Then you follow these activities. But another problem that people have is reality is they don't realize that a lot of the activities that they are doing are useless in the grand scheme of things. Mm. Mm. I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to bring. Thank you for bringing up that point. I wanted to bring up the point that why is it that you can procrastinate on all the things that is going to make your life better? You can procrastinate in going to the gym, procrastinate in finishing your work, procrastinate in doing the things that are going to better you. But we never procrastinate in scrolling on social media for hours on end. <laughs> It's because they have Twitter. I, like I, your brain. I've never been in the space where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to scroll on social media today. I'm going to procrastinate this. I'm going. <laughs> your brain loves those things. He loves those things. There's this dopamine rush of seeing posts, just lazing around, liking something. We we were talking about how your brain. It's like a pleasure rush for your brain. This is dopamine. Every time you're scrolling on the internet and just lazing around and just and just not doing the thing that you're supposed to. Yeah, do. exactly. It's sweeter. It's sweeter. Then it is a walk, man. Who wants to get up in the morning and start running and moving their limbs? And when they finish doing that, they will not see the results immediately. They will see it after yeah. like a couple of months. And then not just that, they wake up the next morning and they are sore, there's pain every year. There's nothing fun in that. So, is it painful to scroll through WhatsApp? That's no, it's, so is it it's sweet. Everybody loves the sweet stuff, but the sweet stuff are not what made the great people. People that are great today, they are putting a lot of work, putting massive action. They've read a lot, they've done a lot. They've gone through pain. Um, there is where the American president talked about how the credit belongs to the man who's actually in the ring doing stuff. And this is a paraphrasing here, but it does not even matter if that man feels because he's doing something that even his critics will not even be able to even attempt to do. So even if he feels, it's coming to second win. But this thing, yes, failure is not, failure is not fun. It's not sweet. And doing things that, we, that you can fail at means that you are putting in work and effort. Yeah. These things are not for The father life is not... Yes, we want life to be fun and relaxation, but it's not that way. Mm. We are built as animals every day. Think about it. We have an instinct to eat. We have to work to eat. We are built as animals that have to do things to get things. If you don't mm. work, you don't eat. If you don't move, you grow fast and you're to you die. If you don't put in effort, you don't get paid. And in every part of our, even walking, being born is work. Being born, you don't just, it's not just time and then you just fall out. Your mother has to start pushing, and you, as a baby, has to now come outside and maneuver and turn and come on and take your first breath. And when you take your first breath, you burst into tears because there's a change of environment from the comfortable <laughs> environment to the So even birth yeah. is not fun. Yeah, it's not fun. In this yeah. world, you just can't expect fun. You just have to arrange the things. Accept it. Accept that work. Accept that you work. You have to make yourself. Make it your identity to be the kind of person that does the work that is needed to do to do the mm. things you need to do. Once you can make that your identity, it's easier for you to drop a lot of things mm. and just focus on things that are really important. 
our day is just 24 hours. And it's not 24 hours, actually. 24 hours is an English shop. It's 24 hours minus the time you sleep. If you listen to the experts and sleep for eight hours, you have 16 hours. If you bathe, you eat, you do all the other stuff, you spend three hours on that, it has come down to like for 12, 11 hours or so, that or thereabouts. If you walk, how many hours has gone out of it? So you see that? Yeah, I spent seven hours working. Yeah, you already have much of a day. You maybe have three to five hours that are actually really yours to control. And that's why people so start complaining that are you sure we have the same 24 hours because some people yeah. are way more productive than others. And why are we so sure that we're going to do it later? Why are we so sure that <laughs> to be a tomorrow? That Let me show you. Know that you to ask. I say, what do you do tomorrow? It's fine. How are you so sure that tomorrow is going to come and you will do it tomorrow? How, why don't you be like, what about <laughs> if I'm in this tomorrow and I can't do it tomorrow? Why? Yeah, it never. You have to be aware. You have to be aware. That is the problem. If you're not aware, then you cannot, you have to be aware enough to question your emotion, to question your feeling, to question your tomorrow that you want to move it to. And to be aware, it's not something that happens one day. And being the kind of, and then you have to have an identity of being the person that's okay now is aware, or the identity of being the person that actually would question their emotions or will do the stuff they need to do. All these things don't come around in one day, they come from consistently doing stuff. Today, I wanted to go and watch a movie to read my book, and then I read my book. Tomorrow, I do the same thing. After 10 days or 8 days of doing that, it comes to my mind that I'm the kind of person that will read my books instead of watch my movie. Mm. But, but you have to do it over time and you have to start the process to actually get to that point. There's no tomorrow. Tomorrow is not sure. But most people don't think of... T- tomorrow seems like... Tomorrow, you think tomorrow is real in the mind, but it's not. I think if I recall correctly, I saw a study about how they're talking about money, something money. So if you ask the person that you should lose a certain amount of money now, let's say $50 now, versus losing $200 later, they could pick losing $200 later to lose $50 now. Because later seems like one far away time. One later is just, it's just tomorrow with another date. Mm. Or today with another date. Like, you even think about it in that aspect. Just today with another date. Just yeah. today, to, today now is tomorrow from last week, from yesterday, or next week from last week. Mm, so like next how, week just, how today, right now, is the future we talked about before? Yes, right now. Yeah. True. Right now is what we talked about. You are living in the future right now. Exactly. Don't think that you're past this present future. Your past will keep on remaining the future that you meet. Oh, wow. that That's deep. That, that's really deep. Um, also, I also was have, uh, thinking about. I was think I was thinking about the idea that the idea that as procrastinators or people that the idea that people that procrastinate, um, you tend to hear the, well, I like to work under pressure. I work under pressure. Do you think that is an illusion? And I think we kind of touched on it a bit before, but I wanted us to really, really dig deep into the idea that I do my best work under pressure. For somebody that procrastinates, for somebody that procrastinates myself, I really don't think so. 
I think what just moves me is the fear, the anxiety. And I'm, it's not like I'm doing, I'm doing the work on that fear. How is that? How, how, how is that a good thing? I'm working on that fear and on that extreme idea of what if I failed? And I've had three weeks to do it, but I would just do it in the last minute. I, I remember having a conversation with a friend last week and she was like, she does her best work on that pressure. That if it's not a day to the deadline, she's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, she's not going to do it. So where does that come from? Um, it comes from procrastination. Actually, when you procrastinate so many times that you end up doing most of your work, you now think that you do your best work on that pressure. But I argue that that is not really true. For maybe, for everything, there's a subset that it works for, right? Everything is not absolute. So if we are living in a world whereby most people fall within a normal distribution, mm. and that is like 90% of the population are within a particular spot, then they are going to be outliers. And maybe those outliers do their best work under pressure. Some do their best work when there is no pressure at all. But just like for most people, they are doing their best work if they had more time. Because the person that is doing that work under pressure is still you. I would have done the work earlier. True. You don't get me excuse Okay. And, and working in that kind of way does not optimize you. Here's why. One of the speed, one of the ways to be procrastination is ensure that you're always working. Your yeah, activities are in four quadrants. This is um, the COVID technique. And there's quadrant one, quadrant two, quadrant three, quadrant four. The activities that are urgent and are not important. The activities that are urgent and are important. The activities that are not urgent and are important. The activities that are not urgent and are not important. You get that, right? So most people are always working in this urgent, maybe important zone, or important zone. But they are doing it in an urgent way, which means that they never get the time to do activities that are not urgent, but are very important. Meditation, exercising, planning your day. These are important activities that are hardly ever urgent. So you don't do them. You are not always working in that urgent deadline, 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 space. Taking away a large chunk of your productivity, a large chunk of your ability to actually move your life forward. That's why it's always an, a very good strategy to organize your day into... See, you, you've heard of the 80-20 rule, which says that yeah. usually for every... You can divide your even your, day, your daily tasks into two parts. 80% of, 80% of your activity, that if you put out... 10 activities a day to do. Eight of them, activities that are not going to help you much. In fact, the activity, there's only going to be two of those activities every day out of 10 that actually is moving you towards your goal. Mm. What you should focus on are those two activities, that 20%. But most people, because they are not focusing on those two activities, they will not leave those two activities and do eight useless ones until the day that those two activities now become urgent. But what that means is that those days they are not achieving they are just in the same state of deadline do, deadline yeah. do, deadline do, deadline do. So just split your day, split your day. When you wake up, I, I believe you should plan your day the night before. Write out your plan for the next day. And when after writing out your plan, by the side, just identify two to three things that are very important for you to do the next day. If you run a business, the important things for you to do the next day are probably going to be getting more customers to see your business, ensuring that your advertising works. All of the minor things like ensuring that your office is swept and kept clean, ensuring that your workers are coming to work on time, as much as that seems like an important thing, it should be delegated out. 
Those are not things mm. that you should be focusing most of your because those don't really move your business forward. In the same way it is for life. The things that you want to do if you are a somebody that is trying to move your advanced yourself from social media, maybe build a media agency, is reaching out to clients and actually posting stuff, right? So that you mm. can get more clients. Reaching mm-hmm. out to social makers and agencies. That's what you should be doing. Which means that when you come on social media, you should come on social media as a producer of content and not as a consumer. Mm. But people will switch it. They will spend more of their time as consumers and not as producers. When, as a, as a student, what is the important thing for you? That you spend part of your day reading. Most people will forget about that part of the day that they need to spend reading and spend it watching movies until the last minute and then say they read the best when there's pressure. Pressure will make you adrenaline rush. Yes, pressure will make you more alert. Yes. But you're not supposed to be in a pressurized moment for so long. You're not supposed to be in a pressurized moment all the time. If you did your work earlier, you would even be finished long before the exams come. In fact, you can spend the nights before sleeping and resting. Sleeping. And you wouldn't get better grades from that. And you retain more stuff yeah. than if you actually do it in that. If I don't do it now, tomorrow I'm going to fail. If I sleep this night, I can't finish my course. Yeah, you're hurting yourself, man. Yeah, um, just the, like what you said is so deep in the idea that people that procrastinate are always tired because it's always from one deadline to another because they don't do the work as that when do. And I think one key thing that binds procrastinators together is lack of um of having self-control when it comes to time management. And this is something I wanted to talk about because I know personally you are somebody who um, really, really believes in the importance of managing your time wisely. And um, a big problem that procrastinators have is time management. Personally speaking, I am just learning this, that I do not have the sense of time. Time time does not exist to me and this is so funny when i say that because to me it's like there's all like i said there's always going to be another day to do it it is always going to be another day but this is this i did this is the place i think many people get it wrong because once you're able to manage your time properly then you have time to do the work and then you have time to do the to when you want to rest so what are your tips for effectively managing your time um, there are two things to it so let me say three things that come to mind when you ask that question the very first one is that it's an illusion to think that it's time management what you're actually doing is managing your life it's life management hmm. you ask okay we're doing this podcast for about an hour possibly what an hour is is actually a shock of my lifetime on it Hmm. Yeah, what's actually really is. That's what you're asking from me. If you ask me to do 25 years, if I get married for 25 years, but that one's something that takes and what that person has taken from me is one fourth of my life, right? Hmm. So if you realize that you're not managing your time, but your life, it changes your whole perspective about it. It changes how you approach it when you remember that oh, it's my life that runs, it's my life that runs. There are a lot of things you would you, you would forget about that you would not want to do because those things are taking more time than they are worth and they are taking chunks of your life that are actually not worth it. The second thing to see is that discipline is actually freedom. The greatest freedom you can have is 
freedom that comes from being disciplined. I can sit down in a week where I've actually used my time. If I, in a day where I've actually used my time very well, I've hit my daily plans and I've done everything. If I start to watch a two-hour movie, I'm not bothered when I'm watching that movie. My conscience is clear. Mm. I'm fine. I'm not going to feel bad after watching that movie. I'm not going to feel disturbed. I'll go to sleep, sleeping well and wonderfully. Why? Because I have done the work of organizing my day. I'm free to watch that movie. But if I have not, and I'm watching that movie in that kind of way of, um, from that point of, oh, I shouldn't be watching this movie, I should be doing something else. Even if I don't disturb myself with watching the movie, when I finish after, I'm not really so happy I watched that movie. Mm-hmm. And I have to start convincing myself about how it's okay to do so. Maybe tomorrow I will do the work I need to do and all that. I've lost the true discipline that I think I'm even getting by not controlling my life like that. When you control your life like that, that people that control their finances can take vacations. People that control their finances can take courses that will improve their life. But people that don't are scattered and are not able to, yeah, they might say that they are living freer. Like, but who is really freer? It's the man with discipline that is free. Mm. It's the man that can organize himself that is free. And when you say you don't have a sense of time, it's actually true. It's actually true. I see this um, thing that uh, Gary Hablos said in the Boron Letters, which is one of the greatest copywriting books of all time. And for what people that know what, don't know what copywriting, copywriting is basically using words to sell. And um, he says that everybody that's actually aware and in control of their day should be able to tell the time within about seven to ten minutes or so accurately. As in, if I tell the time now, think the days that you actually are organizing your time you will know when it's 2 o'clock because maybe you had something you are doing by 2 o'clock, so you can guess at the time it's probably 3.15 by now or not. <laughs> but this year, you're not in control. Ah, this year, you're not in control. I, I do it sometimes just to see how in control for my day. Some days when I'm not in control, I can be like a whole two hours off mm. because I'm not aware of what I'm doing. I'm not really in control of my time. My time is not really something that I'm actually controlling at that moment. And when it comes to tips to actually be more effective, actually, the first one is for me, uh, there, are, there are different ways to approach it. For the first one, I think that something that everybody should realize is what I've already said before. Realize that this life is work. The second thing, know exactly what you want. When you know what is important to you, you will know the things you want to cut out. Be sure of your goals and what they are. Write them down, see them. And don't, don't overthink things. If you have a lot of work to do, to me, I say pick the biggest chunk of the biggest work and just knock it down. Work takes more time in your mind than actually executing things. Mm. That's crazy stuff. If you want to clean your room, you spend three, four hours thinking about the cleaning your room. You don't have to clean your room. It takes you about five minutes. I was about to move into a new space recently and I swam from work and all that. I wanted to get someone to clean. The person was not coming around. Self and your partner eventually ended up going to clean the room. What had happened after then? Uh, it, it just came back to me. It brought my mind back to the fact that work is greatest in your mind you get. So you just you just get down and get doing. And it's usually it does not take so much time. Um for my younger ones at home, I remember when I was trying to talk about house stress. You know how house stress can be such a terrible thing when you're younger mm. and you to sweep the house or wash the dishes or this kind of thing. And you feel like it's so terrible, so much work. And I said to my younger one, that was like, he was grumbling. I said, how long does it take you to see this place? He did not really know. I told him that, you know, it takes less than five minutes. He looks at me one. It actually takes less than five minutes. 
and you will grumble and be annoyed because of five minutes when it will be faster for you it, will, it does not take up to five minutes when it will be faster for you to just get the broom and sweep you have a place to wash how long does it take you to wash it it does not take a long, long time 10-15 minutes if it's terrible and they are all the in the house at 30-30 minutes we are done you'll be annoyed for like hours before you wash it because they are telling you to wash it you'll be annoyed for the hours after because they sent you to wash it in fact, if you're not lucky, maybe you not wash it on time and then they are, they, your, your parents are not happy about that fact. And, account, and then you have issues because you did not wash it. All this mm. might be spanning a couple of hours. In fact, it can ruin your entire day. The itself. entire day. Yeah, it's the, idea, it's the idea that the work is only harder in your mind. And I see I don't have the motivation to go to the gym. And then I tell myself, you know, just do 10 minutes on the treadmill. It, um, it's almost like fuel because most times when you eventually go and do the 10 minutes, once you can trick your mind in the loop of I am only going to do 10 minutes, I bet you the motivation to just be like, rah, I can go more than 10 minutes, right? Just, just go another 10 minutes. Just go another 10 minutes. And before you know it, you've done 30 minutes and you're like, oh my God, I didn't even have the energy to begin. And I guess it's, it's, it's a testament to um, what you said about doing your work in small chunks doing your work in small chunks and saying you know what maybe I'll do I'll start the introduction I'll write I'll write 200 lines I'll write 200 words in the morning or every day I'll write 200 words of this particular thing every day I'll write 300 words of this particular thing and before you know it at the end of the day it all amounts to getting the work done because you're not waiting to do the whole work, cramp the whole work in one night. You're doing it little by little. Um, that, um, that, that, um, that's just very amazing. And I liked what you said about how um, it's, not, it's not a time, we're not managing our time, we're managing our life. That was deep. That was really, really deep. I also wanted to ask you about what kind of mindset does one need to have to beat procrastination? Because we've had conversations even on the pod and even in person about um, self-awareness and self-compassion and all that. And sometimes I also think that we might be doing ourselves more harm than good in the sense of we need to tell ourselves hard truth. But we live in a world where everybody just be so cuddle yourself um don't tell yourself truth what mindset do you think a procrastinator should have to be able to overcome and beat procrastination okay for me the mindset that you need to have to actually overcome procrastination the mindset that you need to have to build the world and to build your life and to conquer all of the challenges that come before you here's what i mean because we talked about the fear of failure earlier. And mm. one thing that came to my mind then is that no man should fear failure. In fact, one thing that is guaranteed in everybody's life is that no. the first time you try something, you are going to be work. See, mm. do you think that Tiger Woods in his first golf game was awesome? No. Do you think Michael Jordan in his first basketball game was exceptional? No. First time Cristiano Ronaldo kicked the boy, scored a hat cream. 
If we don't expect that these people will create the first time they did stuff, then why are we expecting to be marvelous the first time we let our hands touch this? And do you think that any of them would really be as great as they were if they quit when the going was not good? No, no. Quit during the years when he was not winning trophies. If Cristiano Ronaldo quit during those times, he was having gold drafts. Just that life just life is built in such a way that everything just does not go smoothly. You have to keep on moving. See, keep on moving forward. It's not about how hard you get hit. Rocky fans out here, we know when he said this. It's not about how hard you get hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. And that means bringing yourself to be the kind of person that realizes that I'm a man that works. You think of it like Sparta and Material 100. We are going to go to war because why? Spartans do not retreat. Spartans do not surrender. Which means that there was only one option. They will choose death over retreating or surrender. It's their identity that they bear. So for you to conquer, you have to be a person that believes that you are growing through every experience. You are growing through everything that you see. Every day is a growth process for you. Even, see, anything that is working for you, anything that you experience in this world is not working against you. It's only working for you, even if it does not look like that in the actual moment. That's the first mindset. Then when you now realize that aspect and you take it, okay, that every aspect is growth, then you now also accept the fact that work brings more work. Like we are saying in that dream story, the yeah. only way that you get better doing work is by doing work in the first place. Mm. You know, today is by doing starting with more small work already. So as you're doing some work, then you get into the vibe and you get into the motion and then you start going. So when you realize that, okay, you're the kind of person that has a kind of mindset of the fact that you put in the work and you know that work brings more work, then you cannot realize that, okay, the fastest way to get far is with momentum. When you come into the, you talk about the power of momentum when we were talking earlier. When I come mm. back from work and I want to have my bath, I already beat before sitting on the bed. Because I know that the momentum of entering, if I use that to beat, I'm more likely to beat than if I lay on my bed first. Mm. Mm. Yeah. We also know that, okay, the kind of person that will conquer the world, the person that can focus on doing stuff, you're going to spend, you're going to actually achieve more if you just read very focused as in. That one hour, you're not letting notifications come in from your phone. This one hour or two hours we're talking about right now, you're not picking up the phone to make any call. You just focus on what you're doing. One task. One task. You're reading one topic, you're reading one subject, and you just read. It's going to be better than if you're just trying to read for six hours with your phone distracting you all the time. In fact, mm-hmm. if you add all the read times, you find that you have not done much. If you want to go to the gym and every time you, you run for like five minutes and then you come down and talk, for like 20 minutes and then you go back, you will not achieve much now. Mm. So you have to be the kind of person that also brings this focus to what they are doing. Once you have all of other things, honestly, it becomes very difficult to stop you. And this is all against the background of the fact that you don't let perfection stop you. You don't let trying to make the perfect decision hold you back. See, hell, I, I people may not agree with this honestly, but I do believe that I rather run a thousand steps in the wrong direction that stands still for 30 days or 100 days before moving. Why? Mm-hmm. People are like, ah, you're going in the wrong direction, you have to come back. I say, no, I'm running, I'm building my muscles, mm-hmm. I'm getting some space. And when I come about the second time and I have to come back for the last space, you that has taken 10,000 years getting ready, I will beat you. Yeah. You might start 
how the, uh, the moment of our godfather, but how did they have the experiences from all of the other things I've been doing? Okay, today now I'm into digital marketing and online businesses, but I did not start business from there. I did not start sales and marketing from there. Remember when we first of all talk about the laundry business I had in school? Yeah. Around this Zobo business, they said for Zobo is a locally made drink. I sold that one. I've done this US. I've done ushering jobs. I've done freelancing jobs. All of these things compound. All of these things compound. All of these things compound. And because I've been doing them, yes, I was not sure what I want to really get. But now, those are nice experiences that will make me better than somebody that I just started today. Mm, 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 mm. I hear that still. I hear that still. I always, I always, I always would say this to people that um, knowledge comes with experience, and experience comes with doing. You cannot, you cannot have knowledge if you don't do. You have to be a person that does things to be able to have the experiences and have the knowledge to know what you're going to do forward. And I hear that. And I remember us having conversations um, off recording for years on end on uh, uh, the businesses that you've had in mind. And now I see that you've taken all these experiences. I mean, the idea that we human beings are supposed to just have one focus and just have one thing and just stick with this one thing the rest of our life i think is an illusion and um, you're allowed to evolve you're allowed to grow you're allowed to try something not like you try another thing you're allowed you're allowed to fail at thing the one thing that even if you fail at you're going to keep going until you win at it and um, i think that's the mindset that we should have but when you were saying something i picked up something from what you said and i wanted us to have a brief conversation on focus uh, focusing is very difficult for for a lot of people sometimes myself included and um, if you say okay i want to focus on this why is it that it's in that time that you want to focus that your thoughts will be going help left right have you noticed and this is so funny when you want to pray you are in your quiet time you want to you want to pray you haven't been thinking about anything before this time that you wanted to pray but immediately you get into prayer mood and you want to pray then you start having thoughts in your head the ceiling starts looking appealing and attractive you start thinking about the bedroom that you have not washed you, you just start thinking about all of these things. Do you have any tips to help with focus? Okay, one of the first things is to know that you know, your mind does not want to focus. Because our brains, yeah, our brains are mentioned that are shows that social, we have to balance a lot of things at the same time. You may be, so you're talking to me right now, or let me say you're listening to this right now, and you might not be aware, you're not aware even of what your tools are doing. Mm. You're not aware of your heartbeat. Mm-mm. You're not aware of, um, let's say, even your fingers usually. Your, but these are things, even your surroundings right now, you're not fully aware about everything. You're not thinking about everything. Yes, you can see maybe your door if you're sitting in a bottle, you're the share, but you're not aware of everything. But your brain has to pick up all of these things, right? Your brain has to be aware of all these things. Your brain knows where your refrigerator is. It knows where your clothes are. Even the ones that you cannot see in the wardrobe. So with your with kind of machine within you, it does 
whenever you want to do something, there are so many things running through that is always trying to go somewhere else, right? Mm. So when you know that this is how your brain works, you know that this brain is a machine that has to do a lot of stuff. And you know that for you to bring this machine of yours that is used to running a million and one things at the same time down to focus on one task is not going to be easy. You now realize that this is the enormity of the task that you have to face. It is a great, and like every other thing, just like going to the gym to build your physical muscle, focus is a skill that you have to build. And how do you build it? You simply build it by focusing more, just like work, you build by working more. And how do you focus more? It's not the other question, which is what, for me, for focusing more, what works for me, and I think you used that for your project that time, back before you left, when you have projects to do, and you just set a timer for, <laughs> you can use 30 minutes. For 30 minutes, you focus on one task. No distraction, you do that. If 30 minutes is too much, you can start with 15 minutes. Let's see that for 15 minutes, if you are reading something, you're reading a book, if you are taking a course, if you are creating a post for Twitter or Facebook, you ensure that you don't become a consumer at that time. For 15 minutes, you just focus on writing that thing. For 15 minutes, you focus on reading that thing. For 15 minutes, you focus on making those calls that you want to make. Then after 15 minutes, you can take a break. If you are doing for 15 minutes, you can take a break of five minutes. And for that five minutes, you do something else. But you don't go into something that will drag you too far. For me, when I'm trying to do my focus time, I will not go into social media in a sense because usually social media can become a rabbit hole that is difficult to get out from. So mm-hmm. if I'm trying to do something, I might alternate. Um, when I'm trying to take courses or I'm trying to create my post for my um, WhatsApp newsletter, after working for 30 minutes, for my 15 minutes break, I can read a book. Mm. It's something that is still productive in a sense that does not take me out for too long. Or I can make a call to my partner, I can make a call to my family, or I can go wash my plates. Or something that will not pull me out for too long. These small, small shocks, when you add them up, just having every day, I aim to have best case, my best case, five focused hours of work. Five focused hours of work. Those five focused hours involve my break, funny enough. Why if the day is so bad, just three focused hours? The person that has three focused hours of work or five focused hours of work is going to go further than the man that is trying to have 10 hours of scattered work. Mm. So just using that technique is enough to actually change and tenex your focus and your strategy. Then you can try focusing on the other pieces. Maybe you're in a lecture. You can just try and see, set a time and see, how long can I force my mind to focus on what this person is saying? As a student, to focus on the lecture, what I used to do, I would is what, why, where, how, when. As a lecturer, I stop him. So when he makes a point, maybe he walks in and says, when somebody comes in with hypertension, the first thing you should do is to shake the blood pressure. If the person tells you that it's hypertensive before. It's mm. so that in my mind does not get us. I ask myself, why is he saying this? Why should we shake the blood pressure? What do we use to shake the blood pressure? Wow. When do we shake the blood pressure? How do we shake the blood pressure? Before you finish answering those questions, you might even just need to be asking one. That one always keeps you focused on what the person is saying because you are just following then you can just keep on timing yourself. Then when you see that you have gone out of track, you can say, oh, I've lost, uh, I'm no longer paying attention. You start the timer again. It seems like a very simple thing, to do, a very small thing, but it gives you more focus than if you are not trying to track it in the first place. What is not tracked gets lost. Yeah. 
yeah yeah that that's 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 such a good tip um i even think that we we as a generation we have become a generation of people with very very low attention span and even Mm -hmm. in our conversations with people i just really deep say that many times you're talking to people and they've lost they've lost track of what you're saying a long time ago but like even Mm. even if you can also still use the tip you just gave the what why when tip to be able to keep stay on track with what people are talking about so by asking questions i know i've read in an, in a book on how to be a much better communicator and much better listener is people inquire on what they are talking about because if you're not inquiring that means you're not listening and most times when people are like oh i'm just listening their mind has gone to <laughs> billions of places in that conversation but if we yeah. use if you use the tip you just gave, even while you're in conversations with people, what, why, when, you formulated those questions in your head already while they are talking, so that immediately you they give you the chance to, to speak, you can inquire, and that would help you stay in the focus loop. That's, um, that's very, very powerful. And the, we've gotten to the best bit of this episode. It's in um giving us your best tips and i know you've shared a lot of tips here and there on how to beat procrastination but if you had if you had four major tips that you think anyone and anybody listening to this episode right now can take to help them increase their productivity beat procrastination and focus more what would those tips be Number one would be have your why. Have your why. Know why you want stuff. Know why you are doing this. As in, if you have a proper why you want to get things done, and these whys are things that you look to yourself, you ask yourself the questions, what do I stand to lose if I don't get this done? Write them out. I say go for 10. Then you write, what do I start to gain if I do these things? then you can cut those 10 things down to three major things. If I don't show up every day and build what I'm building, I start to lose freedom beyond my... I will no longer be by the age of 30 or 35, 45 or 50, whichever one works for you. I'll forever be going pain points. I'll wake up every day and go to a nine-to-five job to answer to somebody... That kind of thing. Once you have that why, that why will push you even when you are tired. Mm. Even when you are tired. The second thing would be just look for something to be consistent with that may not seem like much like exercise. Like journaling in your book every day. Like even if it's somebody that or maybe something like saying you compliment a particular person every day. It all transfers. It all transfers. Once you can be consistent in one thing, you can give yourself the confidence that you can be confident in that thing. So that should become consistent. And that thing is that you should know the key things that are holding you back. Okay. I um, These things are called enabling factors in a sense. Mm. If you walk into the house, okay, for me, I realize that if I walk into the house and there's a broom that's visible, I'm more likely to sweep my room, sweep my house. And if the broom was hitting in the closet. What that means now is that the broom there is an enabling factor. 
for me to drink more water, if I have water in my bag and I feel water in a can, I drink more water every day than if I had to buy water every time I wanted to drink it. That is an enabling factor for me. So what are now my constraints? My constraints that will make me not to do my drinking water strategy is if I don't have water in my bag. Mm. So once I know that that is something that really hurts me, then I can always ensure that I eliminate my constraints by always having water in my bag so that I drink it. So once you can identify those key constraints and those things that are enabling factors, maybe you have somebody that will always ask you about, um, have you done this today? You're more likely to do it. Mm-hmm. Then another thing would be calm down. I know we say work as hard as you can, put in as much effort as you can, but you got to live life. You just have to live life. So take it step by step. Forget about the big picture. You need to see the big picture, but they'll go little by little, the step you can see. Breathe. Seriously, breathe. Take some time to relax. Take some time to calm down and enjoy life. We only have one of it. It's not very long, but it's the longest thing you will still do in this world. And you need to savour every moment. Every moment, I mean, I try to truly be there. I'm here making this podcast, and I am here making this podcast. That's what it is. I walk into the wards every day, and when I walk into the wards, I am there in the wards with my patients, and I'm enjoying myself through the difficulty of whatever that day is. And when I'm down to reading my books and taking my courses or creating my posts, all of this, is, I am there doing that because I try to enjoy every moment fully and maximally so that I can live my life to the very fullest that it can ever Those four things are like the major takeaways I want to add, or the four things I would say are most um, impactful. Mm. But if you can take just one, funny enough, if you can take just one, the funniest one thing I would pick is just something like exercise. Do something consistent. Do exercise every day or meditate or... Those things really improve your life. And once you can be consistent in any of those things, then that things will start coming forward and coming forth for you. Wow, 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 wow. You dropped a lot and lot and lot of gems. And just there's just so much to pick from. Um, the idea of knowing your why, why are you doing this? And I think that because, I, like I mentioned earlier, the idea that we humans, we evolve, we change, it means that your why can actually also change. And that's why you should mm-hmm. be in touch with yourself and asking, your, asking yourself the question on a daily, why am I doing this thing? Because sometimes I feel like your why can actually change. And then because your why has changed or you don't know what your why is at a particular time, you might lack motivation or you might lack the will or the the, the the stamina to actually go forward but like he said knowing your why i had a conversation with a friend i think another friend last week and she was telling me i think she was telling me on how um she doesn't know what her values are she feels like her values has changed from the value that she had some years ago and i asked her get a paper and a pen out right keep you 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 are on a journey nobody came into this world knowing who they are knowing themselves exactly true and true there are certain things that would happen to me currently that i'll be like rah i never knew i had that in me because why because i'm learning because i'm getting to know myself and like you said in the bid to know yourself in the bid to understand why you do the things that you do you need to have a why 
you've said really fantastic and phenomenal things today and um i think this episode is just it's just one that i personally will come back to listen to whenever i get a roadblock but there's one last thing that i wanted to touch on and it's the idea that sometimes you might have the motivation to do something you're like you're like rah i'm going to wake up I'm going to plan my day. I'm going to do... And you've planned your day. You're like, my God, I'm going to do this thing tomorrow. Sometimes, and I, I want to know your opinion and what, how do you combat this? Sometimes you, you've written the schedule like, bam, bam, I'm doing this. And then you go into the day and then you start and you hit a roadblock. Now, what a lot of people would do is they hit a roadblock and they're like, you know what, that's it. I'm done. Or they start calling themselves a failure. I didn't do this thing right. What is your advice? Because even with procrastination, it's a journey. You're you're trying to beat procrastination. You're taking all the steps. You're trying to do it. What happens on the day where you meet a roadblock? What do you do in situations like that? Thank you. And it is when you hit a roadblock, you have to just remind yourself one very simple All seven billion people in the world, all seven billion of them, or eight billion, depending on how you're looking at it, are all going to eat fruit blocks at different times of their lives. And the only thing that will differentiate the ones that actually get to the other side from the ones that don't, and the ones that after hitting that roadblock, they ask themselves, how can I get out of this space? What sense, what, what, what makes me go back on track? I'm feeling down, is this music? Is this talking to a friend? Is this taking a stroll? When you know what will bring you back to that center, you just take out the time to actually do that. And yes, it may seem counterproductive that there's also be um, your book. And then because you've hit a roadblock, you're taking a stroke. But the truth is that that thing that you're doing then that actually brings you back to your center is going to be more productive for you because when you're doing that in a better state, you can do more work, you can do better work. And if you're trying to force yourself through a crappy feeling or crappy mood or that kind of system. Secondly, you should know this. Even if despair should strike you, even if pains and discouragement should strike you, you should be the kind of person that works in spite of that and focus only on wanting your goal. Mm. Every day you are not going to feel 100%. In fact, more many days than not, you are going to feel confused and overwhelmed. But you are, you should be the person that does not allow confusion, despair, and discouragement hold them back mm. just because they are not feeling it that day. When you have that kind of identity, you can just keep on pushing forward. And no dissent. When it comes to pain, when it comes to suffering, when it comes to nothing, those things are going to pass. But you know what will remain? What you did in those moments will remain. Those are what will remain. The shots you don't take now, you regret them for many years. You regret them for many years because you did not take those shots. The moment you got it and you did not get back up, you regret them because you will never know what if what if will always be haunting you? But if you do it well, you either win or you don't. But there's one thing that is for sure. You find resolution. You know whether you won or you lost. 
and this pain that comes from or this pain or this discouragement and all that, they are very transient and temporary. This and the last forever is when you don't do things, when you don't go and do the work that you need to do, actually. So mm. for me, I say, know your center and find a way to get back to it. Make your identity kind of person that does not matter how you are feeling. You show up for the work you want to do mm. and you actually do the work. And that's wow. eventually begins to open up for you and you can get more done. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much, Samuel. Thank you so much. You have you have really, really broken the glass in on procrastination. And these are tips that I am going to use in my life. And I know you listening to this is going to also use the steps and you're going to get amazing results. Now, um, is there anything we should know about what's up? Is there anything like I usually ask my guest? Is there something that you've seen recently that you feel we should see? Is there anything that really, really caught your attention? Maybe a book, maybe a movie, maybe a song, maybe a website that you think people should know about, people should see? Okay, when it comes to that, what do I really think people should see? Right now. Right now. What I think people should see right now is, uh, for me, is I'm getting into this world of selling and marketing. Mm. Um, the more I get into it, the more I start willing to just take control of their lives. And okay, for me, one thing I read recently is uh, okay. Let's see the millionaire fast lane. It's a book oh. for the world. Okay. What that one really does for you is making a lot of people realize that when it comes to living a financially free life, you have to be somebody that is building something, selling something, but doing something that is going to reach out to people in a massive scale. Mm. You just have to. You cannot be local and make global or make the kind of money that Elon Musk and the rest of them make. You can actually not be. You actually have to be ready to play on the best stages in the world. The world best, um, the world best, the for wrestlers, even those that have the best, they're fighting the biggest stages in the world. You just have to be ready to fight in those in big stages to actually make an impact. So maybe I would say for now, let me see the first thing is what comes to mind as mm. a book or as a movie. You can watch the movie Rocky, it's not a new thing. So, released in 1976, actually, it's a, it's a very archaic movie, but some of those movies have gems in them and I do think that seeing that makes you remember that when you get your shots you take them when oh. you get your shots you fight them and if you lose well so be it just know that all on that field mm. wow so where can we find you where can we find you what is it something that you are doing currently in the moment that you want people to find do you have a project do you have a book where can we find you for me right now i'm mostly on whatsapp and twitter for whatsapp and twitter i can post i can send the link to your host um yeah. on whatsapp what i'm doing right now is um, i'm giving out a newsletter where i talk about sales and marketing and how you can use your whatsapp and turn into a money making machine mm. or twitter it's a bit more general and I'm just talking about 
different ways. I share tips from my day, tips from marketing, tips for sales in a more general manner. But what's up in your community and there you can get access to me privately where in your DM and not on my status or in any group. I just send you a marketing tip every for most days it's really one to three days. I did have one postponed for my about 13 days too, and that was because that post had <laughs> a lot of value to a lot of a very small space. Mm. So it did take me to actually compile it. So WhatsApp and Twitter are the two places to find me right now. Hmm. Okay. Um. All the links to his social media will be left in the show note of this episode. Wow. I can't believe we've come to the end of this episode. This episode has really opened my eyes. I don't remember something. Yeah. Um, yes. Um. I initially did a class on how to plan your day. Schedule your oh. day. Really. Yes. I said I'll compile it into like an ebook and. Hopefully, get the link out for you so that you can also put it there for whoever yeah, wants to. The show of this episode, I will do that. I will do that. I will do that. We've come to an end of an amazing episode. Thank you so much for coming on. We love you on here. We always learn the most and best whenever you come on. Um, do not forget to like, share. I tell a friend to tell a friend that it's happening on here and also all the links to all the books that were mentioned in this episode all the resources that we spoke about in this episode will be in the show notes of this week's episode and until next time take care of yourself have an amazing week this is the Therapy Thursday show Welcome to the Therapy Thursday Show. I am your host, Iyeye Ojele. Every week, I'll be having conversations on mental health, personal development, and all the small or big decisions we can take towards creating an epic change and becoming the best versions of ourselves possible. Sit tight, relax, and let us get right into it.